What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for April 22nd, 2019, a Monday if I ever heard of one. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee. What's good, Greg? I'll tell you what's good. Barrett Courtney got engaged Yay! over the weekend. Congratulations. Good job, Barrett. Thank you. How nervous were you? Uh, super fucking nervous. Yeah? I was trying not to think about it all last week, and then... When I had uh, the talk with uh, the talk with, the, with a couple of people on Friday the day before, yeah, that's when I started thinking about it, and I got real nervous. Sure, sure. Yeah. You were, were you happy with it? Of yeah. course, it was beautiful photos in front of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joey got like a perfect shot when I was uh, down on one knee. I think I got the perfect um, shot when you were down on one knee. Well, of your selfie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was super fun, um, and it worked out better than I thought it was. Yeah. I kept replaying it in my head. I was like, something's gonna fuck up. But yeah, yeah, it was. But perfect. she still figured it out. She says, huh? She claims yeah. she knew it was happening. I believe her when she says that. Liar. Listen, we always know. Okay, if we <laughs> we just pretend like we don't know because we don't want to spoil the surprise and Did all the know? work you put Did into you know? it. When, you're, um, when it's happening for I you? knew that it was incoming. I didn't know the exact moment it was going to happen. But then, like, about an hour ahead of time, I was like, I got the, the, the radar went off. Was it I just because John was acting weird? No, well, <laughs> sort of. He was, like, pacing a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, it was really sweet the way it all went down there. Sure. Okay. Good. Yeah. Well, there you did go. Did Jen know? I bet Nobody she, she did. Well, yeah, because Jen and I were just like, you want to get married? And I guess so, yeah. And then we were like, you want to go to the Olive Garden? We're like, yeah. Hell <laughs> so, yeah. Hell yeah. That's how we did ours. We were boring as hell. But you know what's not boring? Video game news. And boy, Ooh. howdy, do we have some today. It's Easter Monday uh, around <laughs> the world. Let me tell you, the news reflects it. But we're going to talk about some Avengers, some Fortnite, and some Assassin's Creed because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. If you want to watch this recorded live, you can at twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. There is a special job for you, of course, over there. You need to keep us honest. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you today Cooking with Greggy is back. Season 2, the season you made happen on Patreon, is up right now. Early access, patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Uh, you can wait till tomorrow. It'll be up on youtube.com slash kindoffunny for free as well. Uh, tonight, Today, actually, the IGN Esports Showdown goes live. It's on IGN at 2 p.m. Pacific. You can watch later if you're listening later. This is the one where uh, me, Golden Boy, show up, and then a bunch of hacks from the WWE, like Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, come around, and they play Mortal Kombat. Hacks. But you're there for me and Golden Boy, I understand. Remember, Vancouver, that you're the next Kind of Funny World Tour stop. We're rolling up to you May 4th. You can find out all the information at kindoffunny.com slash events. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tom Bach, Blackjack, James Davis, and Mohammed Mohammed. Today, we're brought to you by Quip, Experian, and Brooklinen. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Two items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Barely. Uh, first one, hashtag Fortnite Cross Avengers. It's happening, Andrea. Uh, today, Fortnite tweeted out, whatever it takes, 42519, hashtag Fortnite Cross Avengers, and then an image of what looks to be Bright Bomber with Cap's shield uh, in an Avengers-like thing with a little a Fortnite X Avengers thing there. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah? You're going to jump back in? I, well, here's what I will do. Well, here's my hope. 
seeing Bright Bomber with the shield, I'm hoping it's just costumes and cosmetics and stuff. Because yes, for as little as I play Fortnite today, I, I you know I binged really hard during Christmas break and I haven't been back since. But that seems to be how it runs with me. I will gladly tomorrow turn on and give them all sorts of money to make get Iron Man skins, to get Cap skins, to get all these different skins. Not tomorrow, I guess, on the 25th. Does this do anything for you? No, but Fair. then again, Fair. I'm not. I've never been a battle royale person. Sure, and I haven't revisited Fortnite Save the World mode in quite some time. Yeah. So um, I think this is great. Obviously, when they brought Thanos in previously, right. was incredibly yeah, popular. Yeah, last year they had the Infinity Gauntlet mode out there that I never did. I always like. I want to well, get to it. I imagine they're bringing that back. You'd like to think so. Yeah. Why not? They've already built it. I mean, because they're Fortnite and they're crazy. What do they care? Well, yeah, well, sure. We we spent a whole bunch of time and resources making thing. We use it for like three days a week or whatever it was. Now we never use it again. Nothing we're definitely going to use it again. Donald I mean, Mustard burns the files in front of you. <laughs> Puts oh it on God. a USB, burns it. it. That's how Donald Mustard rolls. It's I true. Mean, you're right, yeah. Badass. I hope. Uh, yeah, I bet it'll be back too. Yeah, I mean, 25th. why wouldn't you? I, I don't think that they would probably put too many more gameplay changing cosmetic things in there because then you have to balance it. And oh, I don't tweak get, it that, and, and that was my thing. So yeah, I'm sure these are all just skins. I think at best, you know, I, I don't, I don't, and I'm not, you know, whoever. I mean, the fact that in the image, Bright Bomber is holding the shield mm-hmm. makes me question everything. Because maybe it is a new mode. Maybe it is a different mode where, yeah, we are running around and there are no guns to pick up. It is just Avenger weapons. I don't know. They could get nuts. Obviously, it was a huge success with the Thanos mode last year when they did that for uh, Infinity War. What they'll do this time around, I don't know. In terms of cosmetics-wise, though, I just want the suit to look like Captain America's suit and then the back bling to be the shield and be small, obviously, not too big, not overbearing or whatever. Right. I think that's how you could get around it and not break it like you are. If they were to go the full nine and like, hey, here's Avengers mode, do all this different stuff, I'd be about that too. But I don't know. We have to wait till the 25th. Probably. I guess so. I'm sure somebody will leak it beforehand. I think it'll be cool to see the new Avengers costume that we saw in the trailers. Oh, the, 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 the red and the white. Yeah. yeah. That, would be a, that would be a cool like, uh, like, yeah, you have like the 24 hours to buy it in the store or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you guys... 24 hours? Jeez, that's a short window. You, again, I, I'm Donald like Muster. That. I burn the files. I don't know. <laughs> You've seen him over there. He doesn't care. He doesn't He doesn't live by your rules, Andrea. He doesn't, but I'm sure they would want to make as much money as possible, as does Marvel. It would be more like the <laughs> NFL skins, right? Where the NFL skins were up for quite a bit. Yeah. Like when you wanted to go in to get your teams. That wasn't the normal 24 hours roll over time. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Can you guys believe it's this week? We've made it. In I'm so f- excited. We're right there. Dude. Dude. My rewatch is complete. Yeah? Oh, you did, did wow. you Ready all? to go? No, not. I didn't. I skipped phase one pretty much altogether. Sure. Um, and then cherry picked phase two. Gotcha. But yeah, I just finished uh, Infinity War a couple days yeah, ago. Yeah, we just watched Infinity War, War again over So the glad I rewatched that yeah. like from start to finish yeah. because I've been kind of watching it here and there. And then there was some key little pieces of dialogue that I missed. Andrew, let me ask you a question. Yes, Greg. Where the hell's the Avengers game? What, what is going on? From Crystal Dynamics yeah, and what, Square Enix? Uh, bear, Bear, give me a Google. You know I'm bad with the dates. I feel like we saw that trailer forever ago. When was the when did the Avengers trailer drop? I want to say E3 2017 yeah. was when they announced that. But yeah, let's bear get a, we'll get a fact check here. Um, I have to imagine that they've been waiting until Endgame was across the finish line. Okay. And we'll probably get a big reveal either in May or at E3 in oh, June. Yeah. Because then it's time. That does line up nice, doesn't it? Because they don't want to necessarily tread into potential spoiler territory about what happens if they're trying to make it you know canon with what's going on with the MCU. Oh, they are not. Um, well, There's I mean, no way. Well, 
sure, the storylines probably aren't going to match up, but some things with specific characters might overlap. No way. We don't know. This is going to be this. Uh, this is totally an Insomniac Spider-Man situation, I think. And I don't even think they cross. You over. think it's going to like live in a silo? Yeah, I think I think that because I think look at how long it takes to make a game. How long it takes to get anything out? True. I don't think that. I, I think that. I think that's the same reason you don't put Spider-Man and the Avengers into the same world, because I feel like that then it gets too complicated. Well, in, in Spider-Man, New York said this happened, and then yours. There's no Harry Osborn. Like, shut the fuck up, nerd! I'm just trying to make a game. Barry, what do you got for me? Release uh, January 26, 2017. January 26, 2017. Yeah. Was that it was the, the I felt like it was a, Yeah. That. Oh, well, that's when Marvel Entertainment posted it on YouTube. So I feel like it was a random drop or something. Maybe it was a, was it a Game Awards reveal? Well, that January wouldn't line up with that either. Mm, no. No, okay. Uh, Ill Grill Chillin, <laughs> kind of funny.com slash wrong. This Crystal Dynamics game was announced in January 2017. So yeah, it was just out of the blue, I guess. Huh. Well, yeah. I don't like that at all. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. So I, yeah, I guess that's the thing. I, the, I, I like your idea of, and I like the uh, idea in, in the line of thinking of, okay, cool. I do think it's completely different. And I, Barry, give me a fact check on that. Has anybody ever said anything about it being outside of the MCU? Because I assume, just like Spider-Man, it would be. I digress. Greg Miller's telling you it's not going to be. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can take that to the bank. <laughs> just like when I told you Catherine Marlowe is going to be 400 years old. I digress. Um, I, the idea of getting out on the other side of Avengers Endgame, right? If you would have done it now, I think there, you have more of those questions of how does it line up, how does it not, blah, blah, blah. But to let the movie drop and then hopefully in a month and a half at E3, come out on somebody's showcase and be like, here you go, bam. I said showcase, but it's not us. Probably um, somebody's press conference. Yeah, I got there. from Den of Geek. According to Marvel, the game will feature a completely new and original story and will introduce a universe gamers can play in for years to come. Right, um, Sounds so like that it makes it seem like they're trying to do their own thing, but they don't they specifically to say. Outrageous so. to think not to. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna get um, a, a big reveal in the next month or two. It's either they're going to get out ahead of it in May, ahead of E3, and then they're going to show more at E3, because that's what we've been seeing over the last couple of years, is that we're getting these big announcements, like mid to late May, and then they follow up with a more detailed look at gameplay or hands-on at E3, Um, but they have trouble holding their assets until, because there's just so many leaks at the end of May. But that's the interesting thing about this one, where I really don't feel like we've had that much, right? I still think it's so much cloak, dagger, and rumors, and things you hear on a message board of what this game actually is, this Avengers game. Yeah. I agree. Again, similar to what I always go back to with um, Arkham Asylum, I'm glad they're not rushing it out. I'm glad they're not trying to tie it into a film. I'm glad they're not trying to be like, here's just a licensed thing to crap out. Like, Marvel Games has been good so far about, hey, we're going to give the people the games and let them take their time with them and try to make something super special. Absolutely, and that's the right call because they don't want to get into a trap where they are rushing the title out because of some kind of licensing obligation and then the game isn't good, especially when the Avengers is at such a high right now in the kind of um, fervor of pop culture and the way people are talking about it and respect what you know Marvel has done with it within the MCU. They don't want to like swing and miss here. Yeah. Especially like doubly in the in the wake of how great Spider-Man PS4 was, God. right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of expectations, and the bars set pretty high for for Crystal to make this a great game. Sure, but I mean, I, I, my hope is that, like I've talked about before, right? That for Crystal, this gets to be their Spider-Man, where Insomniac I thought has been doing so much great work th- for so many years, right? But after a while, it's just, okay, it's Rash and Clank. No, it's hard to get people excited about that. Same thing with Crystal, where I still think the first two Tomb Raiders, right, of the reboot, 
were incredible, right? And that was the one; those were the ones they were leading the charge on, and they were all behind, and it was just there. So to see whatever is going to come with this Avengers game, you hope it's like that. I hope, and I don't, and, uh, you know, whenever we start spitballing what that game's actually going to be, I have no earthly idea, right? Because it is yeah. they've done such a great job of putting me in Lara's boots and making that world look so beautiful, so breathtaking. The way the snow falls away, my, uh, you know, mud cakes on Laura. Are you going to have one player to play through as the Avengers? Or are you going to play through the entire team? Yeah, the fact that it's plural it's Avengers, a, you think you're probably going to play through everybody. Multiple characters are playable. I would hope that. I mean, they have to limit it at some point, sure. though, just for the sake of the scope of the work that they right. have to do. Because th- this isn't Lego Marvel, yeah. right? Or like, Yeah, or, and that's the thing. Or it like, traipses over into Ultimate Alliance, right? Where like that kind of game, and obviously coming to Switch, that m- means a different kind of game. I, I, I don't know. When I think of Crystal, I think of third-person storytelling and mm-hmm. I think of a great narrative so it does become oh shit am I just gonna be one person like how is it just gonna be like yeah three Avengers we see the story from right I don't know so many questions maybe they'll be answered at E3 because it's coming up don't let the fact that nobody's going to it get you you know down on E3 <laughs> still a lot of things happening around there I'm sure things will happen right Barrett sure thanks Barrett Always helpful. Uh, but even more exciting, I, I am super stoked to find out what happens here on the 25th with this mode. Uh, in kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, uh, the nanobiologist chimes in and says, to add to the Infinity Gauntlet mode per Fortnite Insider, data miners have found changes to the Infinity Gauntlet mode in the past couple of updates. So a new version is likely to appear. That's great. I also want costumes. Give me dope. cool costumes. Barrett, are you playing Fortnite anymore? No. Would you jump back in and buy these costumes? I wouldn't buy costumes, but I want to check out. I want to check out like uh, the mode. It, we never it, did a party mode or anything for it last time. You know yeah, what I mean? Because Andy's yeah. not good at his job. But this he's time, not. I think he did a lot of streams of it, which I thought that was weird. Yeah, for his it's own like, self. wow, you can do it at home, but and you can't he, do it for kind of fun. And then he made money off of that. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, that? it's huh. really weird how he does that a lot of times. Huh. Right? Let's see, uh, let's do a party mode. Oh, you house. know what? I'm canceling party mode today, and then he goes home and he plays it. Or when he's sick and he stays home from work and then he plays at night. Yeah, it's weird that Andy does that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Number two on the Roper Report. Assassin's Creed Unity players review bomb Steam page with positivity. This is from Eurogamer via Wesley Yinpool. Assassin's Creed Unity is currently getting the review bomb treatment on Steam, but this time it's a little different. This week, Ubisoft gave Unity away for free for a limited time following the devastating fire at Notre Dame de Paris and donated half a million euros to the restoration effort. Unity is, of course, set in Paris, 1789 amid the French Revolution, and features a virtual reconstruction of the famous medieval Catholic cathedral. Quote, Ubisoft wants to give all gamers the chance to experience the majesty and beauty of the cathedral through Assassin's Creed Unity on PC, Ubisoft said. We encourage all of you who want to help with the restoration and reconstruction of the cathedral to join Ubisoft in donating. Now, Unity's Steam page, which which sits on a mixed overall user review rating, has a very positive recent review rating after hundreds of positive reviews were left from April 16th. Quote, thanks Ubisoft and Assassin's Creed Unity for giving us the opportunity to appreciate what Notre Dame used to be, reads one review, God bless France. Uh, quote, I just finished Ubisoft, I just finished Unity literally the night before the Notre Dame fire, uh, reads another uh, by Steam user, an actual cat. Quote, besides being absolutely devastated for such a historic loss and even shedding a tear for it, I also kind of felt close to it because, quote, I was just there the night before. I know it sounds silly. For many, many years to come, we will only be able to see Notre Dame in its true glory on pictures and live it in unity. That's a nice story for a change. It is. Normally, we, of course, are very much against review bombing here, but the idea that they're raising the positivity on a game that was really kind of 
not the best in the Assassin's Creed franchise because they you support the it? work. Yes. Yeah. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. I mean, we had that weird, you know, four-player co-op mode yeah, with, yeah, the, yeah. with the Assassins. Um, that, this is, if, if you're just joining us or just lost in it, Assassin's Creed Unity was the first one that was next-gen. This is the one that was mm-hmm. for Xbox One, PlayStation 4 developed for it, and then what it was Rogue that was on the current-gen systems that year. Yeah, they released Rogue for, for PS3 and 360. Which and I heard was great, and I never played. Yeah, and, I, and it's, you can play it on, on the current generation now. Um, yeah. They re-released yeah. it, but... Um, yeah, so this is a, a great story, and if I do encourage you, um, if you guys haven't, I believe that deal to get Unity for free is still running for another couple of days. Bear, bear, give me a good fact check on that. Um, and so if you guys haven't tried it, you want to. Yeah, that was the interesting thing when obviously everything was happening at uh, Notre Dame on that day, and we saw it all happening. Uh, there were so many tweets about the fact, like it, it was one of those things that people were like, oh man, well Ubisoft, we know they pulled out an article from the art director. There was one person who worked on Notre Dame, right, for I think she said 80% of her time on a Carolyn, Saturday. yeah, no, I got to interview her in Paris when we did a tour together. I yeah. was part of that press trip. And I went on a mission to find that interview because we sat down mm. with her for like 20 minutes and I got these really great images. And like, it was one of the best videos that I think I've produced. And I've been covering Assassin's Creed a long time. And it's gone because Defy Media deleted it from the internet. And it made me really sad. <laughs> you can get uh, Unity for free until the 25th. Until the 25th. Excellent. Thank you, Barrett. Yes. Thanks, Weber. But yeah, it was great. She was she was amazing. Like she spent so much time just recreating it. And so uh, the inside, obviously, there are certain things that are um, copyright protected. Yeah. Pieces of art and things like that that they had to change out, much like Massive had to do with DC. Yeah. Um, in the Division Two, and so it's is a faithful of a recreation as they could legally do. And I think that was the the idea that was spreading around on the day of the fire where people were, one person said, oh, they, I know they did this, they have all the digital things, I wonder if they'll be able to share that, and then it kind of spread around that that was the thing. But then, Ubisoft said... Ubisoft got in front of it like, no one's contacted us, but, but we would help, be, we're we happy totally to help. be open yeah, to it. Absolutely. It's weird, I, I don't know, for somebody who's grown up with gaming, I feel like it's so weird now to see us cross over in that way. Where it is that some uh, something like a natural disaster, like or not natural disaster, but a disaster like this happens, right? And like one of the best resources is going to be a game that was out there. Mm-hmm. That's awesome and cool. Just unexpected, I feel like to see the art, the art form, and the the industry on that level now. Well, I think there are very few studios who are taking the time and the dedication to actually do that historical research. Sure, Ubisoft Studios have been doing that for quite some time now, and I have applauded them for that for a really long time. What I love is that they're taking it one step further. What they did with Assassin's Creed Odyssey and putting the educational mode inside the sure. game, saying like, you know, if we're going to have these IP researchers who are spending years of their life working on historical research that we're going to incorporate into the game, why not take it one step further and actually make it educational? And I think that they absolutely deserve to be applauded for that. I would love to see more studios do that. I think it's a nice blend of taking something that is a a real world object, a real world place and blending it with a, a, a fictional place as well. So, yeah, hats off to them for sure. Yeah, that was such an interesting thing when they did it with Origins, right? Let's go through and see how you can relive the pyramids and the Egyptian age. And I I heard the offhand comment here or there, but I'd love to know how how much that was used and how how many people actually did bring it into school and show it off that way. Yeah, which educators are using it. Right, yeah. Yeah, and thank you for correcting me. It was an origin, not an odyssey. That's what I got you. Don't worry, that's why we're team. Don't don't you're wrong me about it. Don't do it! Greg already did it. It's all good. uh, Everybody's uh, trying to correct my pronunciation of Notre Dame. 
You said Dame once, but I it's know, fine. yeah. Well, it's because I'm thinking of Notre Dame. Like, you know what I mean? It's easy. Kebabs, though, does have it funny. The Dame in Notre Dame is pronounced like Greg says Dom in Fast and Furious. <laughs> Dom! Notre Dame! <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Andrew. Yes, Greg. What's your favorite historical video game? Oh, man. That's a, that's a tough question. Favorite historical video game. Well, I had a soft spot for Assassin's Creed 3. Sure. Because it touched on the American Revolution. And I think that's an area of history that we haven't seen a lot of games yeah. delve into. Even though I thought the gameplay of the of Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag was better and more fun. Yes. Yeah. I really liked what they did with AC3 and how they, you know, recreated some of these old colonies and these settlements. You kind of got to see a look at where, you know, pre-America was, you know, like what what it was and some of those conversations. Like I remember the mission with Benjamin Franklin and so that was a really fun one. Um things that maybe Ubisoft hasn't done that were historical um, I don't know. I don't play like a lot of like old war games. I know like obviously World War II is one of the most popular um, historical events that we've seen represented in the world of video games. What about you? Do you have one? No, I think that's the easiest thing is when I fall back and think about it, it's going to be Assassin's Creed. And I think that's not surprising in the way that that's currently the game that pushes it the most, right? I think you can talk about like Battlefield 1 did a great job with its, you know, uh, war stories and the vignettes and things like that. Beyond that, what you'd go back to, beyond uh, yeah. old Call of Duties and things to, to that nature. But even that, I don't think you got it the way we get it when we play the Assassin's Creed games of today, right? Even going back and playing something like Assassin's Creed 2 and just wandering around Italy, right? And seeing how that was. And in you know obviously how it was in this <laughs> video game world blah, 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 blah. but like i talk about it with odyssey all the time right where i have never thought too hard about ancient greece let alone really mm-hmm. in the you know how i'm an idiot what greece is like today in terms of it and like running around in odyssey i was like fuck do i need to go to greece greece seems awesome like and i know it's not like this right now but I mean, it yes, is definitely go. it is beautiful right <laughs> and it is this uh, island nation and all these different things that are happening i was like man this is awesome the way this is all set up and yeah. jumping around like that i think the total war franchise has also done a pretty good job of taking certain historical periods and representing them in a fantasy setting yeah and then bringing in that element of, of combat and things like that but also staying true to like certain weapons and certain costumes sure. and certain things that have happened and in the individual settings that they've chosen for that franchise over the last decade. Yeah, strategy games do it well mm-hmm. in terms, and I think that's part of it too, the fact that the, that there you can, moment to moment gameplay isn't as important, right? As you start going back and we start to worry about muskets and a five minute reload, it gets a little bit different, right? But when you're doing it in terms of how you're making all your systems balance out against each other, it makes more sense. Yeah, indeed. Andrew. Yes, Greg. I can't wait for more historical games, but they're still so far away. <laughs> if I wanted something more immediate, like say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? Why, Greg, you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today. <laughs> Jupiter and Mars on PlayStation 4 slash PSVR. You can play it in either mode. Robux on Switch. Then, ladies and gentlemen, from Adam Nickerson himself. Oh, shit. Ding Dong XL comes the Nintendo Switch. Woo! 
Congratulations, Adam. A kind of funny best friend. A game on the kind of funny games cast. D Jared introduced us to. We all bought, and then I immediately started pressuring him to put it on Switch, and he has done it. It is on Switch. I have it on my phone too. I remember. Well, when you we gotta buy it, it on Switch now. Kind of funny best okay. friends. Ding Dong XL is on Switch. We made that happen. There are kind of funny logos in the game. You need to go get it. We don't get paid <laughs> by, for the record. This is not an ad. He's not sponsoring us, and we get no kickback for our logo being in the game. But Adam's a true kind of funny best friend. He made this game. Everybody go get it. I have a ton of codes I'm going to be giving away on Twitter, so follow me there, and I'll figure out at some point in the afternoon how to do that and why I should do it and when I should do it, but I don't have that information right now because I'm a dum-dum. Um, Lantarium is on PC and Mac. Rescue Team 6 is on PC and Mac. Zombotron is on PC and Mac. New dates for you. Kingdom Hearts has an update over on Twitter. It says, greetings. It's been a while since I last posted. Spring is here, and I hope everyone is doing well. Hashtag Kingdom Hearts 3 long-awaited critical mode is available as a free update tomorrow, and they put PT in there, so Pacific Time. So tomorrow, everybody, Pacific Time, go on. Get your game on. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I want to, I pulled this up and then forgot about it. Uh, if you remember too, somebody who's coming in kind of funny games daily and hosted with us, Megan Sullivan, formerly of IGN, actually does a history in games podcast. If you want to check that out, it's history and apostrophe games, or you can go to Megan Sullivan's Twitter and find her there and then say, Hey Megan, put out more episodes. And she'd be like, Oh, okay, I'm going to get to it. And then she would do it and everything would be great. It's time for reader mail, Andrea. Okay. But first, I'm going to tell you about our sponsors. Please do. Quip is one of the most important things you can do for your health every day because it's brushing your teeth and most of us don't do it properly. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and engineers and designers. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. People brush too hard and some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive. A built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides, helping guide a full and even clean. Up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes or don't clean evenly. A multi-use cover mounts to your mirror and unmounts the slide of your bristles for on-the-go brushing. It declutters your sink and cabinet because you don't have to worry about a clunky charger. This thing runs for three months on one charge. Brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule each and every three months for just $5. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association and has thousands of verified five-star reviews like my review that I'm five-star verifying right now because I use my Quip all the time and travel with it all the time and I love my Quip. Same. Uh, Same. Everybody? Yeah. Because yeah. Nick and Tim do it too, you know, and I think Gia. I packed so got my everybody. luggage this morning. Quip is in there. See, and I, that's what it's just, woo, you fly it over. All right, good. These are not, again, we really like it. <laughs> uh, Quip starts at just $25 and if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you get your first refill pack for free with the Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. Our next sponsor is Experian. You know the better your credit score, the easier it is to get the stuff you want or the less you have to pay. So the question is, why is it so hard to raise your score? Now it won't be thanks to Experian. They've launched Experian Boost, a brand new uh, way to instantly increase your credit scores for free. A higher credit score can help you establish and get access to credit and preferred rates for things you want and need in life. Experian is on a mission to boost America's credit score, which will help millions of people across the country build and get better access to credit. People all across America have already raised their credit scores using Experian Boost, and you should too. For the first time ever, paying your utilities and cell phone can instantly improve your credit score. Experian Boost works by giving you credit for the bills you've already been paying through your bank account, like water, gas, electric, cable, and cell phone. It used to take months to see your credit score rise, rise a point or two. With Boost, you can increase your credit scores instantly. Boost is free to use and only available from Experian. Up until now, you've been paying your utility and cell phone bills and not getting any credit for it. Now you can. Uh, as you know, Andrea, mm -hmm. credit scores, they stink. 
I hate it. But they're incredibly important, Greg. So well, even sir, if I you're can't... mad about them, you got to be conscious of them and take care of them. And that's the thing. It's one of those adult things you have to focus on. So mm-hmm. now Experian's out there trying to make it easier for you. I can't believe it's taking this long for someone to do this. What are you waiting for? Experian Boost uh, can potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. Boost your FICO score instantly for free. Boost is only available at Experian.com slash KFG. Oh, no, sorry. KF Games. That's E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N.com slash KF Games. And finally... Our sponsor, Brooklinen. You spend a third of your life in the sheets. It's about time for a betting upgrade. You know that I love my Brooklinen sheets. I talk about them all the time. And all the pictures of Porty on Instagram are in those Brooklinen sheets. Because we don't put on a second set of sheets. We wash the Brooklinen sheets. Then put them right back on the bed. Barrett, you've slept on my Brooklinen sheets. How comfortable were they? Super comfortable. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you ain't lying. You ain't dying. Brooklyn and Sheets were named winner of the best of the online betting category for good housekeeping. They were founded in early 2014 by a husband and wife who said, let's make five-star hotel-quality sheets more affordable and easy to order. Uh, Brooklyn is the fastest-growing betting brand in the world with over 30,000 five-star reviews. Uh, sheets don't feel ju- don't just feel great. They look great, too. You can mix and match over 20 more more than 20 colors and patterns. Uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You know what? I love these sheets. You should get them, too. Brooklyn and dot com is giving exclusive officer offer no offer to my listeners not an officer an officer will not arrive at your door cool sir sir get 10 percent off your first order and free shipping when you use the promo code games at brooklinen.com brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets comforters and towels come with a lifetime warranty the only way to get 10 percent off your first order and free shipping is use the promo code games at brooklinen.com that's b-r-o-o-k-l-i-n-e-n.com promo code games brooklinen these really are the best sheets ever 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 andrea yes greg 2038 pokemon ceo writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says greg and andrea today is earth day as content creators do you guys ever consider the carbon footprint you are leaving from traveling studio power printing when they work materials from unboxing etc a study from the journal of industrial ecology uh, analyzed the carbon footprint of games distribution in the uk in 2014 parentheses outdated i know quote researchers discovered that the creation of a single physical a 8.8 gigabyte video game for the PS3 produces 1.20 kg of CO2. In contrast, uh, the CO2 emissions from downloading a digital copy of the exact same game is 2.27 kg of CO2. This is a 53% increase in carbon emissions from downloading. Electricity is the reason for this discrepancy. Because the latest generation of gaming consoles consumer around... No, consume is what it means. Around 10 billion kilowatt hours, note this is PS3 slash 360, of electrical annual, the downloading of a single game by millions of players leaves quite a large carbon footprint. Take into account most gamers leave their consoles running for extended periods of time, end quote. To not keep you here all day, what are you doing in your position of being a content creator? This is a really great question and something that I think a lot of people don't think about Mm -hmm. on a day-to-day basis. Um... What is great about where we live, Greg, at SFO, San Francisco International Airport, is they have a carbon offset program. Right. So for people like us that travel all the time, like, for example, I'm flying down to Los Angeles today to go to GameSpeed Summit. Mm-hmm. You can purchase carbon offsets to help reduce carbon emissions in other areas to counteract the carbon that the planes are putting into the ecosystem. I know many major airports around the country are do- doing carbon offset programs. Um, to kind of get people in the mindset that, yeah, 
you know, when you take an airplane, you are putting more, you know, greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. It's not just about driving. Um, and because we, we don't have time to drive to all these places. And so I think it's great that, you know, that's an option for people to, uh-huh. to look into. And it's just a, a couple of bucks. For example, my offset from San Francisco to L.A. is just two bucks. And then it helps reduce all of the greenhouse gases that... The, where, do you, where do you do it? So there's a program. So the SFO website has all of the details where you can sign up. And then they have a calculator. So you can say, like, hey, maybe if I'm going home to Chicago instead, the offset's going to be a little bit more expensive because it's a longer flight. Sure, yeah. Um, and then you purchase that. And then the way that it works is that they invest those funds into programs that are trying to permanently reduce the amount of carbon in the atmosphere. And SFO overall has a goal of reducing their greenhouse gas emissions by 50% by 2021 and then becoming carbon neutral, I think, by 2030. Um, I'd have to double check the dates here. Let me look at the... So the, the the Good Traveler program is the name of it. Gotcha. Um, Leave No Trace is their uh, slogan. So the strategic plan from 2017 to 2021 is the goal of carbon neutrality uh, with the in the operations that are directly under the airport's control. So reduce emissions by 50% by 2021 and reduce remaining emissions through carbon offsets to make operations carbon neutral. So That was a great answer. I got jack shit. I don't know. You know what I mean? I never thought about it until Pokemon CEO wrote in here. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people don't think about it because I think you assume because so many hundreds of people are on each plane and you're carpooling with my giant air quotes here that you're actually doing a a better thing for the environment than all of those hundreds of people getting into a car and driving the same length. But it doesn't work that way because the way that jet fuel burns is different than the way gasoline does. Sure. Interesting. You had answers for everything, Andrea. You are I the try, busiest Greg. lady. It's just more well. uh, What about you? You're trying to save energy at home. Now, granted, again, these are outdated stats because it's for PS3 360 2014. Oh, absolutely. So that means changing all of your light bulbs to LEDs, sure. to using power save settings on all of your electronics, to making sure that you're using the lowest settings possible on your thermostats. You know, there's a lot you can do to offset. And then what's great about the Bay Area is they have a very aggressive recycling and composting yeah, program. I here, recycle it all the time, which is fantastic because a lot of people in many parts of the country don't have access to a composting program in particular and that really um, you know helps contribute to greenhouse gases these all this food waste going into landfills across the country so I mean do some research in your hometown and figure out what your recycling programs are you know what kind of composting you can do at home in your own yard um, and you every little bit counts and you really have to just take an extra couple of minutes and it really matters to instill good habits particularly in in kids and younger generations because it's becoming increasingly more important with each generation that comes up. So, but this, And this can't be right, right? Well, I mean, it, it's got to be, they got to be, they got to be going, skating around the issues here, right? Researchers discovered that the creation of a single physical 8.8 gigabyte video game produces whatever, and then it's more for producing the download. We got to be talking about producing the disc, right? Not about the plastics being melted into being the case, into being the thing, into printing the sleeve, into putting it into the truck, into the cardboard that's the, got the thing, into the, the truck driving it, into the gas, into the guy who drives. Like, I can't buy that. This guy, I can't. They, we gotta, they've got to be playing fast and loose with the rules here, right? So there is a little bit of, like, data science that may be fudged a little bit here. Not even fudged, but, but I mean very specific. We're talking about how much it right, costs to but, make a disc versus an outlet. Right, but I think the overall carbon footprint is the thing to remember here. Something that I always stuck with oh, 100%. me is a friend of mine worked for JPL, Jet Propulsion Laboratories, sure. and so he has the long history in... Um, 
mechanical engineering and he told me he like one of the research um, divisions that they were looking at um, back when Hummers were a big thing and everyone in America wanted to drive these giant SUVs um, it was they did this research that buying a Hummer with its terrible gas mileage actually had a smaller carbon footprint than buying a Prius because of the way that the factories were where (laughs) Hummers were made versus where Priuses are made and also uh, hybrid cars have those giant batteries that they're still working out how to properly recycle. Now that was several years ago, and so that data is clearly outdated. And doesn't this kind of call today. out the point like, that it's all fucked? It's, conven- it's all fucked. Right, but it's, it's conventional. The point is, it's conventional wisdom that you assume a Prius has got to be better better for the environment than a Hummer. But overall, the carbon footprint of a Prius was worse. And but that, that was. No, don't you're wrong, man. That it was several years ago. And so don't I'm sure get me wrong. Now. At least I hope everyone should recycle. Everyone should be thinking about this. Let's. I'm. I'm totally about protecting the yeah. planet. Like, but it, it, Pokemon CEO is like, you know, what are you doing in your position of being a content creator? Well, I like to say maybe we should believe science. Maybe we yeah. shouldn't argue against science and listen to leaders who are like, no, I don't believe that. That's not what it is. I don't. Absolutely. I need to say that's more of what I would say is what I would be doing right now. Am I leaving my PlayStation Four in rest mode so it can download games whenever I want it? Yes. But as that PR guy in the ch- in the you're wrong points out and links me to a Guardian article, just 100 companies are responsible for more than 70 percent of global emissions. This is not a personal responsibility problem. It is a problem resp- caused by capitalism. Again, Absolutely. We should all take personal responsibility. We should all strive to be better. Then we should strive to hold our leaders to those standards or leading companies to those standards as well. But I'm not going to sit here, Pokemon CEO, and get mad. I'll tell you what. I had two PS4s hooked up last night because one was running Game of Thrones. One was playing Days Gone for a review. I, I, this morning, unplugged the day, Days Gone one. Only needed one running. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of problems going on here. Earth Day's about everybody. But I won't be coming at me because of this place. I have the right light bulbs. I know that part. I recycle. Yeah. Everybody listen to science. Science, Barrett. Science, 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 science with, with Kev. Kev. I'm Kevin. Kev. It really sucks that once I left, you guys canceled the review, but I'm excited to bring it back for, for uh, Endgame. Yeah, yeah, Endgame next week. I very, can't believe we excited. haven't been doing it for yeah. six weeks at this point. Uh, n- n- nanobiologist writes into you're wrong and says as a scientist working in the medical field thank you Greg believe scientists we put millions of dollars into med- uh, medication alone and billions in environmental studies we know our shit exactly it's ridiculous that people don't be want to fight about that crap anyways let's go to Rabs he or she wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says I don't know where to put this question but have you guys considered a D&D centric podcast like Critical Role Heroes and Halfwits or the Ilk is there not that much demand for it from the best friends or do you guys not have the resources both time and knowledge to be able to do it Speaking for us, Andrew, and then you can talk about what's good. <laughs> sure. Uh, we know that there's a demand for it. Obviously, one of our most successful Game Over Greg shows of all time, in terms of fan reaction, I would say, I don't know if it nets out number-wise, was when we had Critical Role on and we did the crossover episode where we did one giant campaign thing. For me, it comes down to the same thing as always, right? Um, it Kind of Funny is run on our passions, and I don't think any of us, of the core eight of us, are passionate about D&D. Like, I totally respect it and think it's cool, but even doing it with Critical Role, like, oh, that's a lot of math. I don't, you know, and so like I, it's the same thing. I was talked about this on the comic book club, the last one that we did over on patreoncom slash kind of funny for just a buck. Um, and the way that like, oh yeah, my New Year's resolution in 2018, right, was I'm gonna write that Superman comic, and I started writing it during a slow time of games, and then games came up, and kind of funny got more popular. And there's a million, th- and it's like, I love that idea, but I'm not passionate about creating comic books, so of course it's on the way back burner. In the same way, this would be if we ever started this. If we ever hire somebody who's super into it and can make it turnkey and is like, I'm going to host and you come in and you do it, totally we'd be down. But yeah, bandwidth-wise, we can't. Yeah, they 
are doing some really great online options, which is of uh, the coast is with uh, D and D. And we recently at PAX East did a, a session with the DM that we played with last year. Shout out to Craig and Tyler, and. It was really fun, and we had a ton of people ask us, you know, why didn't you stream it? Why didn't you record it? Or, And we were just like, hey, we were just trying to have a good time. And more importantly, we had to spend a lot of time explaining the rules because we're not regular players. It was my second time playing, to be exact. Sure. So there's a lot of learning that has to go along with something as complex as, you know, D&D. And so we're certainly interested in doing more content in the future. But yeah, for for us, there's just we don't have somebody that would take that role and that would be in charge of it. And quite frankly, from a production standpoint, as I'm sure the people at Critical Role will tell you, it's it can be really intense when you have so many people. You have to have multiple microphones. Yep. You want to get camera angles. You want to get people like the insert shots of people rolling the dice. Think the about how much stuff like, goes wrong on kind of funny shows every day, and it's yeah. the same setup of it. it tops five mics. Can yeah. you imagine now we had multiple games, this, that, and the other. Yeah, it'd be insane. Yeah. How do you deal, Andrea, as what's good with wanting to do more and what your resources are, right? Because Steimer, of course, in LA, Brit in Seattle, you here, and like you bring them in. You usually, I mean, for the What's Good podcast available every Friday morning, uh, it's all usually you guys Skyping together, right? But then right. at least once a month, you have everybody come to your house. Well, we try. Um, it's becoming more and more difficult. Like, for example, for the month of April, we're not getting together uh, because we're, you know, reconvening for our anniversary next <laughs> month. But um, it's, it's tough because I have a lot of ideas of what I'd like to do. And if I had, I'd like to go down this dream scenario if I had an unlimited budget. Like, sure. what would, what would, what's good games look like? Sure. You know, and there's wine a, on tap. <laughs> there would be a wine on tap, I'm sure. Of course, sure. there would be a, a kegerator full of wine in the studio. But I think that it's something like that. I think what you said is important the idea of what are you passionate about and is there somebody who's passionate that's leading it? Because at the end of the day, you can make something that looks amazing, but what's going to bring people back is your enthusiasm for the content. Because there's tons of people doing this, right? There's lots yeah. of people doing D&D content. There's lots of people doing video game content. And people who are just doing it for the sake of doing it, it shows, right? And people want to yeah. get behind personalities. They want to root for them and be part of those communities. And passion is really kind of the glue that holds all that together. Yeah, 100%. Good. Good answer. I like your necklace too. PlayStation, right? Yeah. It came as a set. So there was a, a gold one and a silver one. And one says player one says one says player two. I think they were meant to be like best friends. I was going to say, does John wear the other one? No, I wear them, I wear them both. <laughs> They're both mine. Okay. <laughs> um, Andrea, it's time to squad up. This is where one of you best friends writes in. To kind of fun, nah, kind of funny.com slash Patreon. Ah. Get the shock bracelet ready. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You give me your name, username, platform of choice, why you need help in a video game. I read here, the best friends come and find you. Today, Rabs, you might remember him from the question before, and he's help on PC because he's a dork. Ebony Rabby <laughs> on Uplay. That's Ebony Rabby, R A B B Y, on Uplay. Looking for people to help me gain some ground in the dark zone to get that epic loot and to hopefully gain new friends and more friends in the process. Please. I am rather lonely. Look for me on PC, parentheses, insert obligatory TurboTax joke here, in Uplay as Ebony Rabby. Everybody, if you want to go play Division 2, I assume. He says Dark Zone, but it's got to be Division 2. Uh, check out Ebony Ravi on that there you play. Uh, Andrea. Yes, Greg. Believe it or not, 
we have a brand new segment here. Ooh. All right. Usually it's required reading, right? Today it's required content. Oh. They, thank you, Barrett. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Barrett, very much for that. There are two different pieces of retire, required things to do. If you go over to the PlayStation YouTube channel, they have the announcement trailer for God of War Raising Kratos which is a behind-the-scenes documentary of the making of God of War. Looks like it's pretty much from Corey Barlog's uh, uh, point of view because, of course, fame whore won't stop. You know yeah. what I mean? Am I wrong? Enough. Am I wrong? He got a little bit of the spotlight, and now he's a monster. He's like, I'm not going to stop, everybody. It's just me. I made I it all by myself. It. What was that? I think he deserves it. You think he deserves it? You think nobody else worked on that game? Greg, what's your uh, favorite game of all time? God of War. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what. Not my favorite creator of all time, Corey Barlog. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? I recognize everyone from Sony Santa Monica. We're at Shannon Stud Studstill. That's my favorite creator. Okay, all right, okay. yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, no, the trailer looks awesome. Obviously, we love Corey, um, but the trailer looks cool. And you know, I'm always happy to see somebody try to put Danny O'Dwyer out of a job. And so. <laughs> That guy. Hey, you remember when he used to work here? Totally. No. And then we tried to fire him. We tried to stop him, but he had too much power at that point. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. very much like in Spider-Man 2 when they unplug uh, the the sun, the sun the, yeah. g- the generator, and it's yeah. like, it's got too much power. It's like, we've got to put it in the... And then, and then, and then, and then Ru- Ru- Ruby Rose or whatever her name is dies. Great movie. Um... <laughs> I digress. Trailer has a whole bunch of behind the scenes footage in it. It's awesome to see somebody embedded. It looks like from the very beginning or at least from when they really got out of pre-pro on the idea. And I'm stoked to see what this actually is. This is a huge move for PlayStation to do this and try to own that content and have access that clearly only they could have. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's not something they're going to let usually IGN or somebody else be embedded in from that long. True. So I'm stoked to see when it comes out. It just says it's coming soon. Uh, but it was actually funny watching it. I totally forgot about how the uh, E3 reveal for that played out in 2016 of like when Kratos got revealed and they have like crowd footage of people going crazy. When it was the trailer ended, I went and watched the kind of funny reaction to it just to see what it was like. Again, it's, it's funny to go back. It's like such a trip to go back and not know what that game was, but see already what the teases were going to be for it. Yeah, I it, think nobody saw that game coming, right? Yeah how amazing it was and what a masterpiece of video game making it was. I think everyone had, you know, was excited that they brought God of War back, but Kratos as a character sucked. Did he did. He sucked. And like the previous games weren't, you know, like super compelling from a narrative perspective. I thought obviously they've always done really interesting stuff from gameplay and with loading and cutscenes and all that. But I mean, I personally wasn't really looking forward to playing as Kratos again after, you know, my experience with God of War 3 and like whatever God of War Ascension was. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm so happy that studio was able to turn that franchise into something fresh and something new and really kind of breathe new life into it. And I can't wait for God of War 2. Yeah, it was a God of War weekend. Of course, they showed the anniversary. It was the anniversary. So that was a big deal. You saw people tweeting about that. Again, something I just don't feel you see PlayStation or developers really do but celebrating like hey it was a year ago happy birthday got a war and all this different content and then of course our friend uh, friend of the show uh, co-host before Lucy James over at GameSpot put up uh, the first one of her new video series that's like creators talking about what's going on behind it and it was Corey talking about God of War with the, t- the Madden Telestrator circling things and talking about it stuff so go check that out on GameSpot but Required viewing the announced trailer for God of War Raising Kratos. And then a required reading, Luke Riley over at IGN. Headline, Riding with Red Dead Online Role Players was my best ever multiplayer experience. Uh, Luke has this great piece up over on IGN where he got in with the Reaper Lords, right? Uh, who's the, <laughs> the president of the PS4 charter of the Reaper Lords, uh, a GTA Online MC club that has since mostly migrated to Red Dead Online. He talks about 
what it's like to play with these people and how they, I just want to read this. This is the opening once he gets out of his thing, right? He opens with a quote uh, from Dirty Wonka, the president of that thing. And he goes, we tend to ride in two by two formation just because it makes a bigger impression when we ride into town. We won't shoot at anybody unless they raise a weapon in our direction, in which case we will blast the fuck out of them. He adds with a chuckle. Like, and then he's got, Luke's got these images of them like riding in, like, and they're just in this perfect two by two formation as they walk into this town. It's like, that's what, that's awesome. Video games on another level. Same thing when like when Fallout 76 dropped and people were running around that world role playing very specific. Oh, there's no NPCs. I'll be an NPC. I'll give out items. I'll do this. Uh, I love this idea and I love uh, Luke's write up of it. So highly recommend it over at IGN for that. It's a longer read. Very, very worth it. And I like the subhead too. Only 1% of applicants make it into this tight knit posse. 1% Andrea. You gotta That's be not a lot selective, of Greg. I understand. I understand. Uh, it's time for You're Wrong. This is where people watching live on twitch.tv slash games go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later, listening later too. Griffin D-Pad says, so everyone knows, Ding Dong XL is only 99 cents on Switch. What? Don't disappoint us, people. Oh, okay. Everybody get off your ass. Take that dollar away from Barrett's Patreon and give what? it to Ding Dong XL. Don't take away from Kind of Funny. But yeah, let's get that trending and charting and all that jazz, right? Come on, everybody. Uh, and like I said, I'll give away some codes uh, later today, but that won't help the numbers, so don't do that. Uh, Grub also writes in and says, correction, Greg can't play D&D because he's not a nerd. Mm-hmm. Bam. <laughs> swish. Swish. True. Crushed it right there. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, what's this now? Zaire says, new dated Luminous Remastered is getting a limited physical edition on PlayStation 4 and Switch with pre-order starting April 26th. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, that's a rumor, Fendi. I heard about it too, but I don't trust it yet. And we'll see what happens. Do it. That's the one I was talking about. Basically, there's a rumor, guys. Bear, did you see this? Uh, where were we? The release date of what? Outlaws. Oh, Outlaws? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't believe it? You don't want to believe I, it? It's been going around the Arkham uh, subreddit, and it, it there are a bunch of people saying it's fake. So, I, yeah. I'm, we, how many I'm times we got to be burned by these Rocksteady people? They clearly don't know how to make games, and they're not making any games anymore. Uh, Done. They do know how to make games. Uh, it's over. And then, and then, do you know what the reference to the title is? Red Hood and the Outlaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So... But there's this thing that's a it's an image that they keep saying is leaked. It's outlaws. This is world premiere Friday, April 26th. Yeah, we'll know by Friday. We will, I guess. I just my thing. My thing about it, like it's like copyright DC Comics and copyright Epic Games. Yeah, and people are like, well, it's probably the engine or whatever. My main takeaway from when I saw it this morning, and I wasn't going to talk about the show, was just that I feel like. The Outlaws world premiere, it just looks too basic. It doesn't look like, it looks like something I'd make in Photoshop, and I'm sure they have somebody who's better. They they have an Andy. We have an Andy. Somebody at WB has an Andy. To be like, you know, we should make a real, we should make a real one. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. We'll see what's up. Yeah, I'm hesitant. It's also, yeah, I don't know. We'll see everybody. All right, we're just going to see. And that's good enough. Nothing else is wrong. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. This has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week, Dan, a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games with questions, comments, concerns, bad PSN names. Nope, it's gone. Gone forever. <laughs> and everything else under the video game, son. Then watch us record it live. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Watch it later. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Roosterteeth.com. Listen on podcast services around. 
the glue. Uh, your lineup of hosts this week goes like this. Tomorrow, it's me and David Jagnew. Or Jagnew, damn, I screwed up every time. It's because he's got the, like, the go spelling like the Saints do. So then mm. I freak out every time. David from Upload VR. He's been on the show before. You know him. Uh, Wednesday, it's Fran and Gary Witta. Thursday, it's Greg and Andrea. Friday, it's Fran and Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.